You're listening to the Quince podcast. Barely a month after the announcement of the West Bengal Assembly election results, where Trinamool Congress won with a landslide victory, political theatrics between the Bharatiya Janata Party-led centre and West Bengal Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee is still finding their way in the administration of the state. This time, the drama surrounds the now former State Chief Secretary Alapan Bandhapadhyay in a dramatic escalation of events, just four days after the centre extended his term as Chief Secretary at the request of Mamata Banerjee, the centre recalled him back to the North Block. This was just a few hours after both Mamata Banerjee and Bandhapadhyay skipped the review meeting held by the PM on Cyclone Yas at the Kalakonde airport on 28th May. According to Banerjee, they submitted two reports of the damage by the cyclone and funds required for relief and reconstruction. However, Mamata Banerjee, in a letter to the centre, made it clear that she will not allow Bandhapadhyay's transfer to Delhi as he was handling the state's COVID crisis and accused the PM of treating bureaucrats like bonded labourers. And Bandhapadhyay, instead of reporting to the centre, announced that he is retiring. But in an interesting twist, soon after his announcement, he was appointed in a special position as a chief advisor to Mamata Banerjee. But his new appointment may not protect him from the centre's displeasure, which on 31st May issued a show-cause notice to Bandhapadhyay for his absence from the review meeting and asked him to submit a response within three days. But how did the BJP-TMC feud begin and how has it taken shape over the past month since the West Bengal elections? And what political message is the centre sending in this tug-of-war over a veteran civil servant? To discuss this, we spoke with senior journalist and author Payal Singh Mohanka and the Quinn's political editor Aditya Menon. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you and I'm your host, Himmat. Since the TMC swept 213 seats in the West Bengal elections last month, the BJP and the TMC have constantly been at loggerheads with each other. The first confrontation started just a few days into Mamata Banerjee's third term as CM, when the Central Bureau of Investigation swooped down on four senior TMC leaders in the Narda Sting operation case, two of whom were newly sworn-in ministers. Although the Calcutta High Court allowed bail to the TMC leaders from their house arrest on 28th May, the party accused the centre of misusing the CBI to harass political opponents. The arrest is also being labelled as politically motivated, especially since another Narda Sting accused, Suvendu Adhikari, who, as we know, jumped ship to the BJP from TMC before the elections, was not arrested. And as Cyclone Yas intensified over West Bengal, so did the face-off between the BJP and the TMC. This time, over a meeting called by the Prime Minister to assess the impact of the cyclone in Bengal, this would be the first face-to-face meeting of the Prime Minister and the Chief Minister after the election results were announced. But the CM, along with the Chief Secretary, gave the meeting a miss at the last moment, citing an important administrative meeting in the cyclone-struck district of East Medinapur. The CM and the Chief Secretary did, however, go to the venue in Kalindakunda Air Base and met the Prime Minister separately, handing over a report of the damage by the cyclone and a request for Rs 20,000 crore each for the redevelopment of Dika and Sundarbans, where the cyclone struck. While BJP leaders and even union ministers like Home Minister Amit Shah tweeted saying that Didi has put arrogance above public welfare and today's behaviour reflects that, 
TMC leaders alleged impropriety from the centre. They pointed out the unusual presence of Mamta's former aide Subindu Adhikari at the meeting, when the meeting was supposed to be between the state government and the Prime Minister. Soon after, West Bengal Chief Secretary Alapan Bandapadhyay, who was set to retire on 31st May and was serving a three-month extension approved by the centre, became the focus of the power tussle between the centre and the state government. In an unprecedented move on 28th May, the centre recalled Bandapadhyay and directed him to report to the Department of Personal Training, DOPT, in the North Block on 31st May. As we stated earlier, Bamta Banerjee has refused the centre's transfer call and asked for the order to be rescinded, stating that the West Bengal badly needs his service to handle COVID. But in an interesting twist, right after Bandapadhyay announced his retirement on 31st May, the CM announced that she has appointed him as his chief advisor for the next three years. In the same press conference, she also attacked the Prime Minister, stating that he has added insult to injury. She said, and I quote, This is vendetta. I have never seen such a heartless Prime Minister. Just because they want to attack the Chief Minister, they attack the Chief Secretary. You have added insult to injury. There is no consultation. Why? Because you lost? Because you don't like Mamta Banerjee. Payal Singh Mohanka, a senior Kolkata-based journalist, believes that Bandapadhyay has unfortunately become the fall guy in the BJP TMC's tussle and the centre's move to recall him to the North Bloc without any reason shows how vindictive the battle has become and has further worsened the image of the BJP in the state. Now, obviously, something happened in these four days between the centre granting him his three-month extension and the centre asking him to report to Delhi. Now, the flashpoint was really Prime Minister Modi's meeting with Mamta at Kalayakunda Airbase. He was doing an aerial survey of the cyclone-hit areas in Orissa and West Bengal. And uh, she was to attend the meeting. The minute she realized that the leader of the opposition, Suvendu Adhikari, was going to be present, I think that was the trigger for Mamta. You see, he was her protege and now her opponent, and he beat her in Nandigram with a slim margin. And there's a lot of bitterness between the two. And she says that she thought it was a PMCM meeting, and she couldn't understand why the leader of the opposition was present. Now, the BJP says that since he's an MLA from Nandigram, an area that's also been hit by the cyclone, then his presence was important at this meeting. Now, we don't know whether this is a normal practice and whether in non-BJP states, you also, in a BJP-ruled state, sorry, in BJP-ruled states, if you have the leader of opposition also attending a meeting of this kind, or is it just between the CM and the PM? And so what Mamta, they say that she reached late. She says it wasn't uh, a deliberate delay, but because she wasn't allowed to land till he had landed. And the point is that she entered the meeting late and she didn't stay on. She passed, uh, handed him a bunch of papers and she left. And uh, obviously the prime minister was seething, very annoyed, but didn't see anything. And I think it would have been better if he'd said something either to her or to the chief secretary, because no reason is being given as to why he was being recalled. If there's been a breach of conduct and if there's been some misconduct in his part, breach of protocol, I mean, that should have just been stated. If you don't state that in your letter, then you're opening yourself to attack and people are going to say that this is just a political vendetta. You're just hitting out her because, and she keeps saying he can't digest defeat because it has been the quantum of defeat is substantial. I mean, so it's a huge defeat that he faced. So little bit of transparency and one line there. I don't know what they hope to achieve. And now it almost sounds vindictive, like the way you're transferring someone on his last day of duty. So who, why would you do this? I mean, what do you hope to gain? And I, I don't know, can you take action against someone after he's retired? So now he's retired yesterday. 
So we don't know how things are going to pan out now and are they going to let this case be or are they going to find some other way of needling both the chief minister and the chief secretary because in this case it's really just shadow boxing and he's the fall guy. What has he done? He's not being told that he's done something grievously wrong. Something to be punished like this because you know you're the senior most officer in the state and the day before retirement you're being asked to go and report to Delhi. I mean it's unprecedented. So they're basically hitting at the dignity of a senior officer of the state because you can't seem to do anything to the chief minister. So that, that shows the BJP in poor light. A little bit of transparency, a little bit of clarity as to why they're doing this. Then obviously, I mean, look at the backdrop. This whole last month you've been doing this, the CBR case. I mean, what happened? Nothing. It doesn't really end it. It just sort of peters out eventually, but it causes disruption and disturbances. So look at the way the BJP emerges. It's so, so ham-handed. It's terrible. And you know, the quality of the political counsel that's being offered to them also comes under question. Like, who is advising the prime minister? Because sad as it may sound, but they end up with egg on their face most of the time. What have you done? Now, even when the national president, the BJP national president, JP Nadda's convoy was attacked during the campaign, they uh, picked up these three IPS officers and they were going to transfer them to Delhi. Then the Mamta Banerjee appealed and said she needed their services in the state. And then there's been silence. So nothing ever reaches a climax. You know, it just peters out eventually till the next, till the next attack. From three seats, they've come up to 77. That is a fascinating, it's like an amazing performance. But uh, it's sad that they had set themselves this ambitious target of 200. And that's where they are feeling so slighted and rejected. But this is no way to handle reject. And if you have your reasons, they're just clarity. I mean, transparency is something this government is not known for. But it's very unfortunate if this lack of transparency is going to worsen your image in the state. I mean, if you hope to come here someday, you can't. This, these are the wrong things that you're doing and your advisors are completely leading you up the wrong path. But why has the chief minister gone to such extra lengths to protect the officer, even to the extent of earning the ire of the Modi government? Well, Bandapadai has been Mamta Banerjee's troubleshooter for the past few years and heads almost all committees formed for relief and rehabilitation work in the past two years, from COVID-19 to both Cyclone Amphan and Yas. Bandapadai has also held important governmental positions like Kolkata Municipal Commissioner under then-Chief Minister Budadev Bhattacharji. Even though he was due to retire on 31st May, requesting an extension of his services from the centre was one of the first acts that Mamta Banerjee performed in her new term due to his vast experience in managing relief operations during national calamities. And the fact that he will act as a chief advisor for the next three years also indicates how important he is to the chief minister. But now, the retired IAS officer is also staring at a show-cause notice by the centre, which he has to reply within three days and possible criminal proceedings under the Disaster Management Act for not attending the PM's meeting. But will the BGP actually go through with pulling up a retired civil servant for not attending a meeting. Payal Mohanka thinks that given how unprecedented the order is, we may never know how motivated the BGP is, but they certainly do not come out with flying colours at the end of the showdown. Actually, this is an unprecedented move. So we spoke, I've been speaking to bureaucrats, retired bureaucrats. They've never seen anything like this before. So they'll be very surprised if they can take this forward and actually penalise him now that he has officially retired. I mean, then you can't control him, but they can just take pride in the fact that uh, I was speaking to a BJP supporter who was actually, they said, well, he had to retire. He's no longer an IS officer. 
But anyway, he was going to retire. And now instead of being there for three months, he's going to be her advisor for three years. So I don't see how he's the loser. It's a win-win situation for him. He has the same boss he's worked with and he's going to have her for another three years and he's going to work for the state where he belongs. So I don't see, but they just, uh, I suppose, they're taking refuge in the fact that they've managed to make him retire. And the and this is the PM's way of showing the nation that, look, I will not uh, let the chief minister get away with this kind of attitude. I'm not going to give her what she wants. But then she's one feisty street fighter who's anyway got what she wants. She's got it for three years now. So I don't know how the BJP appears in this. It certainly doesn't come out with flying colours. BJP's loss in the assembly polls was an unexpected defeat and the constant attacks towards the TMC, starting with the alleged post-poll violence, the CBI's arrest and now the show cause notice against Madhupadhyay shows that the battle of West Bengal between the BJP and TMC has now morphed into a battle of prestige with constant efforts to score points by either party for the past month. But is it doing any good for either of the parties? Aditya Menon, the Quint's political editor, believes that the ego battle does not benefit either of the parties and the centre's participation in the battle does more harm than good for the BJP party's image in the state. I mean, this uh, small point scoring has been going on ever since uh, the West Bengal elections. I mean, it has been happening even during the West Bengal elections. But even after the elections, this small, uh, petty point scoring between the BJP and the TMC has been continuing. Uh, the BJP may have won the last round with uh, the uh, CBI arresting uh, important TMC leaders. Uh, and Mamta Banerjee might have won this round. Uh, and of course, that also remains to be seen because the BJP is digging his heels uh, regarding uh, the retirement uh, of uh, Alapan Bandhupadhyay, the, the uh, bureaucrat in question. Uh, but the point is, I mean, does it all really add up? I mean, yeah, there is an ego battle and there will be point scoring between the two parties. I, I don't really think it benefits either of them. Uh, this kind of uh, uh, behavior, I mean, the BJP is not going to uh, increase its, uh, I mean, it's not going to increase its popularity in West Bengal in any way. Uh, in fact, uh, it's it's undermining some of its own uh, the it's, uh, the possibility of its own leadership growing there. Uh, because I mean, if you ha if the governor's office or if central agencies are being used in in a, in a certain way, uh, then what would the normal leader of opposition and the state unit chief do? I mean, you, it is the job of the leader of opposition and the state unit chief to. Uh, to sort of put the government on the mat. It's not the job of central agencies and the governor to do that. Uh, so in that sense, BJP is, uh, is querying the pitch for its own leaders. On the other hand, even uh, uh, the TMC, uh, it really doesn't gain much by, uh, you know, like uh, for instance, Mamta Banerjee not coming on time for the meeting with the Prime Minister. It really is not helpful uh, because at a time when the country and including West Bengal is facing such um, um, such a devastation due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, then Bengal also had to face a cyclone after that. It's not helpful uh, for uh, even the TMC to you know, be constantly involved in this tutu uh, uh, meme with the BJP. I mean, if the if Mamta Banerjee has to emerge as a national alternative, then uh, she would need to look much more statesman-like than what is presently uh, her approach. You know, the country right now is is uh, is facing a vacuum, 
and you know it, it's a leadership that is that is empathetic towards uh, how the people are suffering i think that is what the country needs and that is the only way either the tmc or the bjp can truly uh, win political capital not through these uh, small point scoring tactics by appointing bandupadhyay as her chief advisor that too for a duration of 3 years mamta banerjee seems to have won this round but the face off between the bjp and the tmc is far from over by the looks of it if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story for episodic updates we are available on apple google podcast spotify geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the quint website and for any feedback please shoot an email to podcast@thequint.com Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.